Northwest Prime. I'm your host, Lori Ness, and nothing says summer like happy days, 50s music, and talking grilling. And today, my guest is New Orleans-born TV personality and chef David Guas. And you probably know David from his frequent appearances on the Today Show, The Talk, his role as host and co-judge of the Travel Channel's successful TV show, American Grilled. And David's out with his new cookbook, Grill Nation. It's out right now, just in time for summer, and I could not be happier. Thanks, David, for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, Lori. I appreciate it. Listen, this cookbook, it's a perfect mix. You you did a really great job of setting this up from everyday grilling all the way up to gourmet grilling and taking the same ingredients, the same basic ingredients, and just mixing them up a little bit for us and showing us what we could do on a basic end and, and encouraging and challenging us to, to kick it up a notch. You know, I that was the whole idea from day one. This was going to be a, a user-friendly uh, guide to people that have been grilling all their lives, uh, just, you know, kind of introducing new creative ways to, to sort of think about food on the grill, but also for those that are looking to get into it, uh, so first-timers. So uh, I'm glad that you sort of pointed that out because uh, from the firing up and talking about zoning to temperatures internally uh, all the way down to hardwoods and different smoke techniques so, and giving people an idea for you know, equipment and tools to use as well. Absolutely. It really takes beginning grilling all the way up to advanced grilling. You talk about different types of woods that we can use and incorporate, right. direct and indirect heat, um, uh, temperatures and, and that type of thing. And and there is more to it than it, uh, <laughs> when you own a grill, it's almost like owning a Ferrari. I mean, you know, it'll drive, but but what sure. actually can can it do? And, and you really lead us through what we would be capable of, of doing with our grill. You know, that's a great point, too, because it really is. It's You know it's going to start up and run, right? So, But as far as the performance of your grill, you know, you, there's so many levels of performance, you know, out there. There's so many different types of grills. But, you know, the best way to learn your grill or learn what grill you need or want or should get is, is about just getting out there and doing it and seeing, you know, what your style is and seeing, oh, man, I wish I could have this here or a shelf here or I wish, you know, I had a little bit more surface area here. I wish I could have a separate smoking box. So all of a sudden, the more you grill, the more you realize what you'd like in, a, in your next grill and or what you could do to modify your existing grill to sort of continue, uh, you know, your, your, your level of skill uh, as it sort of uh, evolves with the amount of time you've, you've put into it. So. And we've all grown up with grilling in, in some capacity in, in our life, pretty much if, if, if you live in America. And, and you really give us a peek into your life growing up. Your dad was a griller. That's right. Uh, his, his father, uh, native Cuban, uh, actually was born in Havana, and so was my father. And, um, but then uh, came to, to, to Louisiana when he was 12 
his mother was from Louisiana, and that's kind of how he ended up back there. But, uh, you know, always a uh, weekend, uh, you know, warrior. He was the guy that was in the, in the backyard. He was a, a veterinarian, and so, you know, Monday through Friday uh, was definitely, you know, all, all profession. Couldn't really, uh, you know, get into grilling during the weekday. That was my mom's sort of skill set was to put food on the table during the weekday. But Dad was all about uh, his chicken and his pork tenderloin and his – uh, all kind of different things, burgers and sauces and things like that on the weekend. So he was kind of dubbed as the sauce guy because he would always concoct these different sauces with multiple ingredients and always sort of tweak it and taste it. And I just have very fond memories of him uh, cooking in the backyard. We had a pool growing up, so it was really a, the center of, of, of sort of the entertainment was him around the grill. Well, it's funny because I grew up with a Cuban-American family next door to us, and they were so wonderful, and such a huge highlight of my childhood was being exposed to them and and how they infuse the Cuban culture with the American culture, and they were just so much fun, and and cooking and family was such a huge part of, of who they were, and they just embraced us to come right over as well. And um, so it, it really struck a, a chord with me that that also was kind of, you know, you're your, uh, growing up yeah. as, as well. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. Big part of our culture in Louisiana and in Cuba was, was you know, it's around, around uh, you know, cooking and food. So, um, you know, but it's grilling season. I mean, this is the perfect opportunity to talk about Grill Nation. And, um, you know, what I loved about writing the book was uh, uh, and working on it with Ox Morehouse was, you know, uh, being able to kind of document some of the fun things that I experienced on the show and, you know, places we, we would go and, and things that I learned from, from some of the, the sort of amateur and also some of the more professional grillers that we had on. Um, you know, it, it was just a, a wonderful way to sort of watch them in their element uh, and the passion that is surrounding uh, people that grill or, or, you know, whether it's high heat or if it's slow and low. There's just so much passion around it, you know. Everybody thinks they have the best sauce. Everybody thinks they have the best pulled chicken. Everybody thinks they have the best, you know, burger. And so, you know, that that's kind of the, the culture that I was raised around in Louisiana was everybody thought they had the best gumbo and that their mom cooked the best etouffee. And so, and who am I to, to, to challenge that? You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a very personal thing. And uh, you know, I just love that passion. Well, there's a friendly rivalry that goes on uh, with grilling and barbecue and food, and, and and it's a way to be competitive. But there's a really friendly spirit that goes with it as well. Oh yeah, indeed. No, there's amazing camaraderie. You're right. That's a great point to make. That, uh, but at the end of the day, if you're in a in a competition setting, uh, it's all about who's taking home <laughs> the blue ribbon there. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, the, the the book is really modern and up to date. I mean, you have sliders in there. Sliders are very popular right now, and sure. so you you have sliders in there. Oh, this shrimp burger with sweet and spicy tartar sauce. That's that's a must do. That we are going to be doing that. I I love shrimp. So, you you have the basic shrimp and beef and beef brisket, chicken and pork. But then you go into quail and grouper and venison yeah. and lamb and 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 grilling kind of outside the box and and, and showing sure. us kind of leading us, you know, out, out of the basic hamburger and hot dog, which is fine and 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 we all rely on that. But but there's so much more that that that, that we can do. And and you kind of hold our hand through through, through this with your David's tips. Um, right. that go along with with the book you know that's a good point also that you made is it is it's a very diverse book there's it's spread out so you know we we go a step further and talk about you know a chef's cut was you know introduced to me by john jameson who he and his wife have jameson farms uh, lamb farm in pennsylvania and 
and uh, in Latrobe, and that's where we shot our final uh, episode of the show last season. And and you know he was talking to me about lamb necks and how popular they are among chefs, and so that's what inspired me to to do the lamb necks with the chimichurri and such a wonderful, rich, delicious uh, you know cut of, of of meat from from the lamb, and just you know just unique. And so that was a little bit of my chefy stuff sprinkled in there, but not you know not over overly complicated, just maybe a cut that you wouldn't normally see. So. Um, you know, that's why you got to befriend your butcher. That's for sure. <laughs> well, and, and, and you're right with not overly complicated because you, you take and, and, and you list out for us basically the same basic ingredients we, we would use in an everyday type of dish. But then you show us how we can kind of turn that into with the same things, uh, ingredients we've heard of. We know how to get them. We, we know where they're at in, in the grocery store, but how to just incorporate those and make the dish something special and and unique and we all know when we go to a barbecue or we have people over we want to dazzle them a little bit so we we, we do want that little extra thing that's gonna kind of show that that we have a little extra skill that's right that's right and one of the things that I really liked, you had drinks in here too, and no good barbecue is complete without, you know, a little uh, beverage or two. And I love the cucumber gin and tonic, and which is one of my go-to favorites anyway, but you showed how to make it um, more than, than one drink where you could kind of put it in a pitcher and then have it out for, for people to uh, consume so that while you're grilling, your guests and yourself can still be can still be drinking, and you're not stuck at the bar making drinks all day long. Exactly, you know, it's really about entertaining, but entertaining can be stressful. So it's a another sort of point we want to make is we always sort of want to reference, you know, what you can make ahead, so or in bulk batches and things like that. And you know, um, you know, we serve some of these drinks actually at the restaurant, and uh, you know, the the backyard Nola Swingers is one of my favorite go-to's with the 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 grapefruit and the honey and things like that and the jalapeno for that little extra kick it's quite nice and that's a that's a, also a great point I mean you know culturally you know I think I mean for me I can only speak for me but you know I learned how to grill with one hand and I think in Louisiana uh, when you're cooking you you do learn how to grill with one hand because the other hand needs to be free for for a, a cold beer or, or something, you know, cold mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, keeps you going. That That's a true sign that you're sort of clocked out, that the grilling <laughs> sh- should and could be, you know, a, a real, you know, enjoyable experience, something that, you know, you can, you know, grill in flip-flops, you can grill, you know, in a winter coat if, you, if you're a diehard and, and uh, you know, fully committed no matter what part of the world you live in. And so we talk about grilling season, but for me, it depends on where you live. I mean, grilling season could be nine months, could be 10 months, depending mm-hmm. on where you are. So uh, I'm all about uh, grilling in the snow if I have to. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I, I wanted to ask you on, on that note, can we take these recipes and the grill inside? You know how they have those, you know, inside kind of grills now can, can sure. we get the same effect in in the winter you know it's it's you're going to get more than you you'd think you know a lot of these cast iron sort of french style griddles uh that have the you know grill uh sort of um slats and whatnot now you know certain things obviously you know you shouldn't be doing inside like smoking um so you know you're not going to get the opportunity to sort of introduce um you know uh those elements of some of the smoke from the cherry or or pecan or or apple or hickory or whatnot so but i mean you can get a really really hot you know cast iron uh french grill and and get it pretty hot and get a good sear and a good crust 
uh, on certain things. And, you know, even these, these other grills that are sort of built, literally built for indoors that you can close that render some fat off and things like that, remarkably, you know, really kind of produce a, a nice finished product. It's it's always kind of been the man's domain around the grill. Are are, are you seeing more women now grilling? I sure hope so. I mean, that was the neat thing about the show is, you know, some of our female contestants were just, I mean, if anything, they were more passionate than the guys were. And I just loved that energy and what it brought to the, to the, to the, to the set. Um, and, you know, on the show, we had a lot of our female um, judges, uh, some of my co-judges that we uh, had uh, guest uh, judges on, um, you know, are now my lifetime friends, you know, so I, I met a lot of phenomenal female grillers that are known in the barbecue and the grilling world and, you know, have multiple books themselves and, you know, are personalities of their own. And, uh, and so for that, I'm grateful. And I, I really hope that, you know, through their blogs and what they do on a daily basis about promoting female grilling, that uh, it's a, it's a, it's something that's growing our population and, you know, the, the, the women out there in our lives are, 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 you know, finding it easier to get out there and, and do it. So, um, you know, why not? I mean, it just makes sense to me. If anything, they had prettier plates on the show. I can tell you that <laughs> they just, <laughs> that they thought true. about, they thought about everything start to finish, you know, it wasn't just about the grilling and the, in the seasoning and, and getting good grill marks. But I mean, they actually had their plates in their minds as they were working and it just, you know, other brains don't always work like that. So it was a, it was a neat sort of very nice, uh, uh, sort of balance to the show. That is true because when my husband is grilling, if we all just stood around the grill and he just fed us off of the grill, he would be perfectly happy with that. It, you know, plates would just, you know, oh, yeah. un unnecessary. We could all just bring a fork and he'd just beat us off of there. Be perfect. There you go. But he's a griller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. And he's getting ready to retire from the military and he's been deployed all over the world. And one thing that they've always found time to do in no matter what was really going on in the world was in their downtime, they always found a way, no matter where they were, to grill. And it was really something um, that they looked forward to. They, they talk about today when, when they kind of rehash where they sure. were what was going on they, they talk about grilling and these barbecues and and eating and just all, all these people from really all over the united states and, and all over the world kind of coming together and relaxing even for just oh, a i moment, love that always over the grill and it really unified everybody well, uh, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I have to a shout out to, to Joe, your husband for, for all of his years of, uh, dedication and service, uh, uh, to the country. But, uh, you know, you're right. I really think that there's a, a subculture, an underground, uh, underground sort of cult within the military, especially when you talk about being deployed, it's like, you know, you've got all these different people from different backgrounds coming together and, you know, like anything, we, 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 we center around food and, 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 and so, uh, and, and the hearth and what, what actually is producing the food. That's why inside kitchens are so popular and, you know, uh, taking a step further, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I have this new grill called the uh, cowboy cauldron that I have in my backyard and it really is the centerpiece to my yard. People, stand around it. And I think you're right. Like you could save a lot of money on, you know, washing dishes and, and paper plates. If you just sat there and just fed people right off your tongs, you know, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, everybody's <laughs> around there and they're just sitting there and, you know, you're grilling a piece of sausage and that's not even going to have time to hit the plate. Well, you know, these guys, when they're deployed, they share recipes. Um, they, 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 
they they come and kind of share their family secrets and we've always participated that this is just an epiphany i just had but we've already uh, always participated in the books for troops program sending books to troops when they're deployed overseas and oh, i'll tell wow. you cookbooks are a really great thing and this girl nation book i'm, I'm going to put that in in the next pack that i send out because because food and camaraderie and this grilling is really going on over there. And, and I know that they send celebrities over there every now and then to kind of help. But I'll tell sure. you, they really should do some cooking shows over there because you'd be surprised really how much cooking goes on. You know, I, 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 yeah, I, I would not be surprised because I know that that happens. And, and, and you know, I, I think that, you know, like I said, having so many different people from different backgrounds, you know, kind of, you know, at one base or, or whatever, and they're sharing, like you said, their their recipes, but also with that, you know, family stories and whatnot. I think it's uh, it makes sense to me. I mean, that's what we do, and I think that, you know, where else can you get so many different people from different backgrounds together talking about food and cooking and feeding each other? I think that's amazing. Mm, yeah, I, I remember my husband telling me that, uh, that he had uh, that there, there was one guy, and how when other people were saying, you know, send soap and this and that, he was asking for Old Bay and and different spices <laughs> that he could kind of keep in his Foot Locker, sure. and that, you know, he, he he would use because he he kind of wanted to be known as that guy who could really grill when when it. Oh, I love came. that. That's fantastic. So, yeah, so you just you just never know. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's absolutely a, a universal fun thing that that brings everyone together. And this cookbook of yours, Grill Nation: Two Hundred Surefire Recipes, Tips, and Techniques to Grill Like a Pro. That's really basically all we want to do. We we want to grill like like a pro. So you really hit it out of the park with this. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give this as a Father's Day gift to, to different guys in my life, but I'm going to give it with a um, a grocery store gift certificate so that they can have the book and then they can also then just have the time to go out and buy some uh, some ingredients and then I'm going to I'm going to challenge some of the men in my life, my dad, my brothers, to come up with some things for Father's Day because mothers we like to be cooked for on mother's day but fathers like to cook on father's day so That's i'm right. probably going to give this a little bit early and challenge them to come up with some different things with the cookbook and the gift certificates to the grocery store and see what these guys can do because guys really can be um quite creative when they want to be Oh yeah, no, I think that's a brilliant idea. I, I would, I would be so lucky to get a, a gift like that. That's 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 a cool package deal and uh, makes a lot of sense. It makes it real and practical. So that's a, 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 a very smart of you. Well, this is really a fantastic book. It makes a fantastic gift. It's probably the only cookbook the man in your life, and, and if you have a woman griller, will ever need. You wouldn't need anything else. And and I will say, even though my husband's been in the military and exposed to a lot of different things, if I give him too much uh, talking or direction, his eyes start to roll back in his head. So this is something that I can give him, and he can just go to town on his own. And I'm really looking forward to see what he can come up with. So th That's this great. is absolutely a hit. Thank you, David. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk with us and and share these stories. And I wanted to ask you with 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 the Cuban heritage in your family, and now that 
kind of the way is paved, you know, for people to go to Cuba. Are, are, are you going to be doing any shows from Cuba? Do you have any desire to, to, to go over there and, and, you know, and we're, we're actually on? working on that. We're working on that. So yes, it's definitely on my radar. We've been working on it for about six months now. And I, I actually went back a few years ago with my father for the first time and uh, food and wine covered our trip. And it was an amazing story that they put out uh, a few years back uh, in their magazine. And uh, we are definitely, uh, um, uh, doing that. And I actually work uh, locally with a, a national uh, group called the Culinary Diplomacy. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's chefs that have been appointed by the State Department. And um, we're, I'm on a list and, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see if we can go back and talk about uh, food and cultures. Uh, and, and that's kind of the, the point of that program is to talk about, uh, you know, uh, what we do in America through food and kind of bridge that, that sort of relationship and alliance through, through, through our cuisine. So it's an interesting program. You know, uh, Secretary uh, Kerry is now heading that, and uh, it's just a really neat uh, program that I'm involved in locally here in the nation's capital. So. Well, thank you for doing that. And, and it really yeah. does, food really does bring everybody together. And it's, it's really a, a, a fun way just to kind of lay down our differences because really there's, there's more that brings us together than, than what divides us. And, and that can never be seen more than, than really over the dinner table or a picnic table. Yep. You're right. Spot on. Well, thank you a so grill? much, Lori. I can't, 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 can't thank you enough. Oh, I, I really appreciate it. Grill Nation is the name of the book, and I encourage everybody to get it and give it as well. So thanks, David, for coming on. It's it's absolutely been a pleasure for me. And my husband, who'll probably listen to this interview repeatedly, um, get writing down little tips, and I'm, I'll have to pry the cookbook out of his little greasy hands, I'm sure, at well, some point. <laughs> Well, good. I hope he uses it and, and uses it and wears out those pages. So uh, thank you, and uh, happy grilling. Thank you, and have a great summer. All right, take care. All right, that was David Goss and his uh, Grill Nation cookbook, and I encourage everybody to get right out and get grilling. Thanks for joining us. We got sunshine on a stretch of highway Where the long nights turn into days And all your worries get gone And fade away And ten feet high rope swinging off a riverbank We're gonna stay for a while There's nothing left in the tank That old muddy water rolling over our feet in the sand One, two, three, baby, take my hand We're diving in Take me back to the wild and reckless The summer sun ain't never gonna say you feel it It's what you wanted, it's what you wanted And take me back to the golden What you want
What you want? 